Hi, and welcome to That's My Rini Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots? Or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever. Not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, and welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Myronic, and I am so excited to have my next guest because honestly, I know very little bit about her, but it's only because of Myrony that brought us together. So Tamar Weinberg, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, for those that when we do put this on YouTube, I have to say your background is awesome. For those that are listening, she's wearing this cool tie-dye sweatshirt, but then the background is literally, it looks like the tie-dye just like shot out in rainbows and it's explosive. And it kind of goes along with, I would say, what you have created now. So I'm just gonna give a little bit of background on, on Tamar's bio. Tamar is an author, mother, and founder of Tamar, a fragrance brand designed for who you are, not who they want you to be. She's determined to show the world that the key to happiness and self-improvement is loving and accepting your most authentic self first and smelling good doing it. You can find more on Tamar and her story at tamar.com. So I am beyond excited to hear about your new perfume that, you, that you've launched that's about bringing, making you happy, right? Isn't it, it's meant to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's an interesting background. It's sort of myronic, if you will. <laughs> yes, uh, please use the word. <laughs> yes, yes. So my, I mean, I worked in tech and marketing. Um, I never would have ever, if you told me four years ago, three years ago that I would be launching a perfume brand, I would have said, you're out of your crazy mind. <laughs> like it was Yes. <laughs> Never would have happened to me. I, and also, you know, this, and then I'm talking about happiness. I mean, you know, looking back on my life, I don't think I was really happy for probably almost all of it. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up, I was the aloof child who was a tomboy um, who liked computers before it was really a popular thing. I was mm -hmm. most likely I was voted most likely in high school in the 90s 99 let's wait for, I don't want to age myself 99 <laughs> um I was most likely uh to have an online wedding nowadays it's like reality are like you serious 21 years ago so yeah I uh, that was but that was that was my last and testament if you will um because I lived on the on the internet and I was so into that kind of world. But I also think that doing that, my, like having having that, uh, not being online withdrew me, but because of the people I surrounded myself with, because there were, so, like the, there were very few communities. So it wasn't like teens hanging out with teens. It was like, right. I hung out with adults who turned to the internet to like escape their real lives. And I was exposed to things at an younger age that I wouldn't have otherwise exposed myself to in, except for maybe 10, 20 years later. And, you know, to have that exposure when you're younger, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's difficult um, just to deal with like everybody, like literally you were dealing with everybody's mess. I'm going to say it without using the inappropriate words there. <laughs> it's um, okay if you do swear. No, no yeah, problem if, you, if it sneaks out, you know, but I want to go, I want to go back because the concept of myrony, which uh, you happen to know my, my cousin, Jen. So you, you recognize my, my last name. Um, but myrony is a word that I've come up with, which are the crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain. So it's right. my irony. And right. it's also another word for sign or synchronicity. However, it's different than just synchronicity because there's an action behind it. And it was that action. So I like to say it's synchronicity in motion. And, and why there's that action is that that's how you and I connected. 
because we connected through, you know, the, the, the uh, Jeff Pulver, his amazing networking, I'm going to give a shout out to Jeff Pulver yeah. and his incredible Ooh. team. And, you know, yeah, Lauren and Harry and, <laughs> and everybody, but it was um, Erica Grady who invited me to the first uh, networking group. But the funny thing is, is why I joined that networking group is I learned that recently that when doors open walk through so if somebody gives you an invite at least check it out see what it is but it was because of jeff's cousin's uh karen pulver she happened to have a podcast called grateful goddesses so literally erica is messaging me and we had just reconnected not that long ago and i only met erica because of a brief uh, time that we that Jen and I were in Colorado, like it was like you know chance meeting of chance meeting or chance you know all these chances. But when we start putting it together, there's this synergy that happens, and it's like you know this catalyst starts, and then we just kind of continue the chain reaction, right? And so we hadn't, you know. I always knew to keep in touch with Erica. I mean, I love Erica. So Erica Erica's Grady, great. big shout out to Erica too. But <laughs> hey, Erica. Yeah. and for those that haven't heard her episode, her and her episode with her husband, Dakota, which was episode eight of this podcast, amazing story. But what was so funny is that it was Grateful Goddesses podcast that was like, oh my God, I need to check that out. And then this amazing, I mean, I, I feel like miracles have happened ever since I started joining that, that group. Yeah, and great. so, and I, but it's funny, I haven't seen you for a while on Yeah, that. I, I, so I have, I'm having Zoom meeting fatigue and also okay. <laughs> like, you know, you saw my background before I turned on to right? this color, color craziness, but I'm like, I'm trying to fulfill these perfume orders, but there is, there is like, I, I will share the little story about that. Um, but yeah, there, there's zoom fatigue with these meetings and there's Absolutely. Just, there so many, I did lunch, so many lunch clubs in the beginning and I had, I, I had a, I have a bitter taste in my mouth. It's not, it's not Jess fault. Cause Jess amazing. And I love him, but like, you yeah, know, Yeah, and I'm curious how, what, how is your connection? Because I'm really curious. I mean, cause you guys were all part of the tech world. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's how you met so, Jen, so yeah, Erica. Let me launch a perfume company. Like, where is that coming from? Right, but, exactly. Yeah, that like, seems yeah. like a lot of irony. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have to get, I have to share the story, but please. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so I just, I just became a little bit disenchanted by, by meetings and all those Zooms. And I, I still get his emails. I have his Hanukkah party, but his Hanukkah party is actually right now. So we're missing Jeff's Hanukkah. Sorry, Jeff, if you listen Sorry, to Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be on the Zula later tonight, though. So yeah. thank you. I don't know about me because I still have, so <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, the thing is I'm not, I'm getting a lot less sleep lately because there's just so many things I've been trying to do. I've been trying to set myself with lifetime goals. And these are things, again, these are like, this is my, my, this is totally my irony. It was not something I like expected and never thought I would be doing things like this, but yeah. How did I meet um, Erica? How did I meet Jeff? Both in the same different walks of life, but the same industry. Um, mm -hmm. I don't even remember the first time. <laughs> Jeff at a conference, Erica at South by Southwest, most likely. I mean, she was in oh, Austin. Oh, okay. Jeff. Is that where you met Jen also at South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah, of course I met Jen at South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeff, I'm not sure. I, either I met him at, I feel like I feel like it wasn't South by, I feel like it was a search engine conference, but I was in Israel also, because he was living in Israel. And um, I, you know, had seen him there, like they, we, the Israeli consulate, if I recall, the Israeli consulate sent a bunch of bloggers um, to Israel in 2009 and he was there. So I ran into him there, pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I'm just, I dreamt this up and I decided to conjure <laughs> the story for, for this podcast, but um, I'm not, yeah, like we, we do go way back. I, I think I really, really started embedding myself in that space in 2006, 2007 and like, I mean, I basically took a hiatus. So like, I haven't met many new people. <laughs> and then for all of a sudden COVID happens, you're like, let's meet everybody face to face. But I guess the disenchanted part is like the fact that you're meeting a lot of people and some people like there's relationships that stick. Right. And then there's others that like, you know, like I, I, I've been meeting with people and they're like, oh, I'd love to introduce you to this person. And then you follow up and you're like, can you make that intro? Can you make that intro? Can you make that intro six months later? Right. Where the heck is the damn intro? <laughs> And I, and I had to do that with somebody. And I was like, and now 
it's like one person ruins it for everybody. It's like that, that, you know, you never want to eat an apple anymore and you find a bad worm, like a a worm inside. Oh yeah. Well, you know, going back to, to Jeff Pulver and his amazing networking group and, and now he's got Pulver uh, EDU, which is really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm like, you know, maybe at some point you'll want to teach a little class, you know, something you're passionate about, your perfume for goodness sake. A hundred percent. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just, um, well, I just want to, you know, I, I love, um, your LinkedIn profile says you're a professional hustler. I love that. I just love that. (laughs) Yeah. 10 years ago, I, I actually, I coined that phrase. I should have bought the domain, but I coined that phrase more than 10 years ago. And let me tell you how many people came up to me and said, how can you say that about yourself? Like it was the word hustler freaking, had such negative connotations. I, when I saw that the first time, I was like, oh my God, I got it. I really got to get to know this woman. Like, seriously, <laughs> how cool is that? You know? So like, um, so my, my whole thing with my irony is that I have this weird, I, I, I have this gift of claircognizance. I know things that I don't understand why I know them. And it's this gift of knowing, but I call it my spiritual spidey sense. So, and a lot of the times it's like knowing, you know, you're supposed to do this and it's always about connecting to people for, for me at least. But I think that that's, you know, we have our, our puzzles in life and I believe the myronies show up. And if we pay attention, the puzzle pieces will come together in a lot of cases, it's people. So I understand that you were also like number six and mashable. I know that's what you say. So that was like your big like in, in tech and everything like that. So, I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be to be, you know, at that, at that level of building and then creating what it, what it got to, but yes, how did this change from tech to now be, uh, you you know, creating this perfume, which also you have a podcast common sense podcast s-c-e-n-t-s yes common sense i was trying to say that well enough not common sense common sense same thing so you can't really maybe in your head see it feels right but you're you're you're, oh okay you know what you're totally right so yes common (laughs) s-c-e-n-t-s podcast and uh well what's your your podcast what's your podcast about if you want to share so yeah yeah sure I mean it it like it does kind of tie into like the story where where I came from and it you know coming to from zero to hero if you will from like having a crate there's three components to my podcast number one is crazy career trajectories so like that mimics the tech and marketing to fragrance right starting a fragrance brands who don't even own a pair of heels and here I am going into the beauty <laughs> beauty if you will um there's the second component is like your story about how you've risen above adversity mm-hmm. and the third part is like what is your self-care routine and that's really, okay like, very cool that's awesome that's a really yeah. nice well-rounded where it's not just about yeah beauty or not beauty but like you know self-care no but to, yeah there's no beauty actually that's that's actually so awesome because I love perfume but I am one of those people that once I have a scent I usually don't stray from it because it right. does in a weird way it, it works where it makes me I smell and I'm like oh that's you know that right perfect for myself so I can't wait to hear more so okay so first off how about you share how no, let's let's go back. How the heck did you get into this perfume business? Okay, uh, the long story uh, is that you know I talked about being that nerdy person and never really being happy for a very long time. But um, I hit a. I, I have four children. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest is eleven. My youngest is four. Oh wow! And yeah. It's a good. I'm spirit. like you. I'm like you are busy. Like I I'm mean, busy. <laughs> I'm busy. But when I gave birth to my 11 year olds, I didn't realize that I had, like, I basically started coming down, if you will, coming. Like I had postpartum depression. Oh, but okay. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a state of. It wasn't depressed. Like I've been depressed before, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like characterized by the extreme depression that I used to have. It was characterized by, I didn't really have joy in my life, but I didn't really have pain. Like it, well, I had pain, but I didn't have joy in my life. So I was lacking. You were just kind of like apathetic. 
I was apathetic. I, I was like, I, I would say like the what the yeah, it, it was it was it was just like I never really experienced like I could look back on the eight years that I when I had this and I never really looked back and said, Oh my god, I had this amazing experience. I no. mean, you know, celebrating the birth of, of my children was like those are the positives, but half of it is a blur. I mean, your mom any like as a mom, you don't really think about it anyway. But then um I think part of it, and I, I'm starting to like, I, it's been taking me a while. I've been talking through it. I've been reconciling the thoughts here. Um, when you're a mother and you give birth to a child, you basically like your emotional needs are not really addressed. It's like all of a sudden you give everything of yourself for your child. And that's really what a mother's dream is, if you will. That's what a lot of people do. And it kind of, it like, it really transforms overnight. My son, my, he came six weeks early. Um, and I, I think I was fine, but then it, like there were times where I kind of like had some struggles and um, I think my emotional needs just were not met for a long time. And then, I, and, and never really came out of that. I gave birth to another child and then another child. And then finally in 2016, I gave birth to my youngest. And um, by then, I mean, I, I guess I was starting to hit a rock bottom. Um, I don't really get into the specifics of how that happens, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get it, I'll share it here. Um, I, you know, catering, I, I like, I, I'm a kind of person who on an emotional level likes to, likes to solve problems. Mm -hmm. I'm a Windows, I'm a Windows and Android machine. I build my computers. I like, see, I'm that person who like gets immersed in a struggle, in a, like I like those things. Unfortunately, yeah, I am your I am your complete opposite. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll build your computer, but you're probably a Mac anyway. So we matter. <laughs> no, so. actually, I'm not a Mac. I've never used I I have iPhone, but I I, okay. I don't know how to use a Mac. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So so yeah. So Windows 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 it is. Yeah. But my my brother builds computers, so okay. you know there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like to put myself in that challenge. Now when but the thing about those types of challenges is you build a computer and you feel accomplished and you move on. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I'm the kind of person who likes to fix things. And when it comes to uh, the challenge of fixing people, you really can't do much with a child to really understand if the child is 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 soaking up that emotional like care that you're giving them. Right. Um, so I had a, a friend, a family friend, walk into my life uh, around this time that my a little before my son was born, and really kind of needed fixing mm. in a way that I. And unfortunately, I'm weak to this, and it, this is this is that this was not the first time this happened. But I didn't I didn't see the signs this time around. I had my guard up, and for a while, I had my guard up for a very long time, and I, and eventually that that guard came like it started crashing down because I felt empowered. I guess because you know going through the postpartum depression and all, I felt empowered to help somebody this person emotionally, mm -hmm. and um, I became addicted to wanting to assist. It was oh. just something I wanted to do. And, you know, unfortunately people are fickle. Emotions are fickle. So it's, you never get like, it's not like a computer, you build a computer and it's done. Mm -hmm. There's always more and more that you can get want and want and want. And I, I kept doing that. I felt like there was one problem I was solving. Let me do another, let me do another. It's like, it's like I can never be a psychologist because I would get too invested, emotionally invested in a person. Mm. and helping them and literally like I this because I'm so vulnerable and I've been at risk to this before I like you basically and I don't like you know people don't understand this but like you want to live for that person and that mm. was the level of the depression that I had um I ended up seeing a psychiatrist twice a week I'm married here and yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate the relationships that I have, mm -hmm. family, and this person I'm trying to solve without, you know, whatever. It, it, it ended up really getting bad. I mean, seriously, like people, we were like inseparable for a time. Oh, wow. So, and that, and like, you know, I wasn't invested in myself or the people who I live really should be living for. But that was the level of, like I, like I say, it's very difficult to get into the, the, the nitty gritty of this and people cannot fathom it. But it was, it's like- I, I, actually, can, I actually can fathom it. Um, that's actually what a lot of this podcast is about is the things that we can't 
even remotely fathom, but it's the experiences that we go through. So I, I, I don't know if you've heard any of my story, but I, I, um, I mean, I understand that depression, you know, I, I shouldn't be here. I know I shouldn't be here. And I was literally saved by, you know, certain things, uh, a gift of this one book that literally saved my life, Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. And my life got really flipped upside down. And, you know, um, but I also understand those kind of, uh, those kind of relationships. I was in Believe me, I've tried to save people that, you know, they were taking me down the darkest road ever. And yeah. it's like knowing when to get off. <laughs> and you but can't. I, Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're just so far gone, you know? Right. But the thing is, is that if you could have changed it, I'm sure that's what helped you become who you are now, right? Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. I'll share. I'll share. Okay. Story. Thank and, you. And, and <laughs> I'm, working, I'm working my way in. But like, you know, what... You, like, and you know, I talk about this in a way that like, that eventually like, I, you know, I got, I, I went too far gone and this individual who I became kind of attached to was apparently is a serial uh, dropping friend person. I don't know how you describe mm. that. I need, I need, I needed a description for that. A serial like <laughs> temporary friend. Okay. <laughs> I, I went through, I went through, um, watching in the, in the three years that I had this, uh, friendship and this relationship, I watched as that individual slowly, like was shedding every single person from their mm-hmm. lives. And I was like, I'm invincible to this because of the way I've committed to this friendship and this relationship. Mm. And then one day I was wrong yeah. and that's in, and by then I was like I was I was already in this state of ultimate depression. I was taking all the pills, oh. seeing that psychiatrist, and it's basically like I'm trying to climb out of the hole, and mm-hmm. I'm being stepped on right there. So I yeah. fell back in. So that was my rock bottom, kind of thrown into the back into the hole, and it was it was very difficult for myself. Um, sorry. Yeah, and that's 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 how that's how it all fell apart. Um, and again, like I said, this wasn't the first time it happened to me in college. I was also sort of depressed and somebody's like, here's, uh, I know somebody who's going through the same thing. Maybe you could help her. And I felt like, oh, sure. That's amazing. Let me do it. <laughs> it's like, these are the two people that like, well, they, they, I, I'm, I'm a forgiving person, but unfortunately they're not, but that was the level of the relationship that I'm like blocked on Facebook and probably never unblocked again. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, Facebook being blocked, this, this could be also, could be something, nothing, you know, like you right. could block random trolls, but like, this is like, obviously it's a little, it's a little more meaningful. So I, 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 I use that to amplify the level of like, yeah. Um, for me, it was like, I, I felt, I fell apart for a while and, um, I would wake up, I would go through the motions and I would go to bed Mm. and rinse and repeat for several months, um, trying to figure it all out, trying to reach out, trying to solve, solve things until the police calls me and said, you're, you're harassing this individual. And I'm like, oh, wow, really, really? Is that what you're doing? Did you even see the email? Like, (laughs) (laughs) you see that there's a threat, like, and that's like what happened. And it was, it, like I said, it was, it was extraordinarily difficult. And that's, that's that. that, that one day, that phone call was the last time I, you know, I dealt with it. And I mean, of course I dealt with it in my own way internally, but dealt with that to try to solve it, salvage whatever it was. It's like and, that old adage, like curiosity killed the cat, satisfaction brought it back. You were like looking for that satisfaction of like, like when you don't, I think one of the worst things when we go through situations like that, especially when it comes to people, is when you don't have the answer as to what happened, it will literally drive you nuts. Yeah, it's closure. Ultimately, it's it, closure. Yeah, if you don't have that closure, it can just absolutely break you. And I was I was in the same, I was in a same similar boat um, where, so I was engaged and married in six days because my father was terminally ill. He passed uh-huh. away one week to the time that I got married. Um, I was shown all these beautiful signs. This is before I knew this word of myrony didn't show up till years later, but I believe I was shown the beauty of all that because of what was to come was my life was going to fall apart. 
And there was a woman that worked for me who decided she wanted my husband, left hers. And this happened at her son one year, son's one year birthday party, 11 months into our marriage, wow. <laughs> after we bought a restaurant together. So I had to see him every single day. I mean, I talk about, I was broken, like beyond wow. broken and was just like, how could you? And then what's even crazier is that right before that had happened, we were involved in a mall shooting. This was like during the time of Columbine. And he's saying oh. like literally two, two weeks before this happened, three weeks maybe. And I'm just like, how could this shift happen so fast? And now he's gone, but he's not gone. I still got to see him every freaking day. Like, yeah. So I understand where you're like, frustration and like what the yeah. what it's, happened <laughs> it's hard it's super hard and you know for me i consider it tragic because of the level of emotional investment that i put in yeah you know the fact is that i'm like banking three years of like like you know of course yeah my heart into this and it sounds weird but people have said to me i have a friend um unfortunately she lost her daughter at a few weeks of age and oh she's like she diminished my tragedy because I didn't lose my own child. Oh, geez. And I said, what about someone who loses their father? You know, it's a tragedy. Oh, it's not the same. I'm like, but that's the way I realized that was sort of irrational thinking. But like, the fact is that like, this is one of my closest friends. And when I shared my story, it was like, I mean, certainly I felt that, but you know, it's like, there's like, there's, I've seen like memes online, like, you know, if you're tired and you got seven hours of sleep and somebody's tired and they got two hours of sleep, you know, or not tired and they got two hours of sleep, like there's no comparison. If you're really hungry and you haven't eaten in four days because you're intermittent fasting and you're insane, or like me, <laughs> I've done that. And you, or you haven't eaten in four hours and you're starving, you know, that's, there's, there's just, there's no, you gotta, you have to be empathetic and you have to understand everybody's different. Well, and it's one of those things, though, that so many people, unless they go through it, they just don't understand. And so yeah. that's but, you know, but sometimes people can go through it, but then they'll still have empathy, even though they feel like, I mean, yeah, empathy is such an incredible, you know, like when when people can really understand that. But, you know, yeah. the thing that I found that the thing that saved me when I was going through what I was going through was this, this one book. And it was looking at it from this higher self perspective that. I literally was putting myself through all the hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. So have to that I could get to another place. Yeah, I'll t I'll I'll share this with you because if you listen to the first episode of my podcast, I mean, how this book showed up. It, the 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 irony is 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 that it was my friend who took my wedding pictures the day before she moved away gave me this book, and few months before, like six months before that, I had tried to commit suicide. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, like that book saved me. And so to this day, you know, anybody that I know that's going through anything, um, I actually, I am same like you where I just want to help people. I don't want people to be in that place, you know, right. But, but it's also knowing the boundary of how far you can go that you don't get, you know, taken down with them. But right. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to imagine that this ended up, even though this rock bottom ended up being a major catalyst for you, at some point, because how else did you get into this perfume line? Right. So yeah. So I wait. I, I several several months of the same, putting on, you know, rolling out of bed mostly, <laughs> rolling out of bed, not even putting on clothes because I usually wear the same clothes for three four days because that's depression for you. Um, yeah. I'd wear socks and Crocs um, and I'd wear oversized sweats, something like this, but this is a new sweatshirt, so I can't say, <laughs> but also it's horrible outside. It's actually a little better than it was yesterday. It's supposed to, we're supposed to have a big snowstorm. So, so normally I would dress up a little more appropriately. Are you, but are you in New York? Is that right? I am in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I grew up in New Jersey, so I'm an East coast girl at heart. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Where in New Jersey? Uh, Sparta like an hour outside of New York city, kind of Northwest part of New Jersey. So, but now I'm in San Jose, California. So I, right. I switched with Jen, Jen used to be here. Yeah. Now she's, you know, there. Yeah. so, so you were so, saying, yeah. so I, I, I wake up and go through the motions, go to bed. And, um, I, one day in, this was like, this, this happened I'm trying to remember 
it happened early, early spring. This that 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 this that I went through this this loss, this mm-hmm. tragic ending for myself. And I would say in the middle of the summer, sometime, um, one day, uh, I don't even know what it was. You know, my family was potentially doing something, and I was like getting out of bed. Like there were a lot of times, you know, during the the depths of my depression, when I was going through a lot of hard times. You know, my husband would just take my kids and he'd go somewhere. Mm-hmm. like a family trip or this or that but that was the day where I figured like I might actually do something and my husband um you know I'm getting ready to go and I open a cabinet and I find the tiny little vial of perfume that I had um in the in a that I had one actually I was you won <laughs> So I won it. Uh, I did. It was a mommy blogger contest, and oh my God. I won. I won a sample of perfume from a brand, and I hid it in my cabinet because what do I care? I don't really do much with perfume, and I put it on that day. It's and it, 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 like I don't know what it was, but I decided to smell it like in a way that I maybe have never done it before. I don't know, and it changed my life. Wow. Um. You know, when you're depressed, you don't care what you look like. Hence the, I described my outfits. Right. When you're depressed, you definitely don't care what you smell like. And I think that that changed everything for me because I wasn't putting it on way, the way most people put on perfume is to smell good for other people. They don't care about the out- external approval. It doesn't matter to them. Right. We're depressed. Who, who, like a positive thing wouldn't even be received positively. So they're obviously not doing it with the intention that most people put on perfume because they want to be sexy for other people. They want to seduce other people. That's what the ads say. Right. I put it on because oh, it was great. <laughs> I had no, I had no selfish motives. I was just like, I was just curious. It was just a curiosity. And um, I think that changed everything for me. And the reason why I mentioned that I got it, I won it in a contest and I was a mommy blogger is because the first uh, inclination a lot of people have is, well, scent is so associated. It's like in the part of your brain where scent and memory are, are like the same part. I don't know where it is. So I'm just, I'm just pointing to a random part of my head. Right. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they say that the scent can potentially ignite the memory. And I don't think that that was true because for my situation, um, First of all, I was in my postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I had worn it before and I didn't feel any different. Mm. Uh, and the third reason is because subsequently after I got excited about this perfume, I started putting on tons of other perfumes and I felt the same way. I felt like excited. I want to live again. So it wasn't any particular oh. that that initiated this and it provoked this, this response. So yeah, that was the first thing I did. When I put it on, I was like, wow, wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me go to, uh, the next thing I did was like, I was going to go to, I went, I decided to like be present for my children. The first thing I did was I went with my daughter, I think to the city and we, we went to a Sephora and I checked, I started putting on perfume, like pretty much all the way from my like wrist, all the way to my shoulder, uh, <laughs> just, to, just to get an experience of the scent. And I was like, wow. And then I realized that scents actually have a life, like life cycle. Yeah. There's top notes, there's middle notes, there's bottom notes. The top notes about the first half an hour. Some people hate the top notes. In fact, most of the scents that I hate, the top notes are hard, like that I love actually. The top notes are horrible, but then the rest of it is amazing. Mm. So mid notes and bottom notes are amazing. Um, And I just like, I got excited about perfumes and I was like, this is amazing. I'm really like, it, it provoked me to start doing other things. So the, the next thing I started doing was like, started engaging like in karaoke. And I used to be like a choir singer in my school. And like, I always was a soloist. And I was like, I had such a high, big ego in terms, <laughs> my, in terms of my singing. And I always thought, oh, I should be an American Idol, blah, blah, blah. Thank God I wasn't. Um, but I started using smule.com to like start singing. And I would do duets with other people. And I'd look specifically for the harmonies because I like to do the harmonies versus the actual notes. And uh-huh. it was fun. And I remember toward the end of my seeing my psychiatrist, I like showed him how I was healing. And I played the video, uh, I played a song of me um, singing Confrontation, the Mm -hmm. Les song. It's very Mm -hmm. different. There's two different like Javert Javert and Valjean, they sing completely different parts, but it comes together and it's beautiful. And the guy listens in my psych, my shrink listens to the two of them, two of us. And he's like, that guy has a good voice. I'm like, what about me? What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> he didn't say much positive. <laughs> he was negative, but he didn't say anything positive either. So it's like, fuck. 
<laughs> but then I'm like, I have the confidence. And then I discharge myself the following week or something like that. And by then I was okay. But like, I felt like I had, the thing is that that gave me confidence to start having a voice in social media. I wasn't talking for like seven years because I was depressed and I was so, so uber critical and uber sensitive, super sensitive yeah. to potentially saying something that could potentially backfire and I would get negative, like a negative response. So for literally, like I would say seven to eight years, I refrained from com communicating. And that that fragrance like was the impetus to start talking, uh, start singing and then start talking again. Wow. And the next thing I did was it was it was like it was a domino effect. I wanted to start taking control of my life. I decided I was going to start reading books every single day. I would uh, running every single day. December 24th, 2018 was the day that I basically made that a habit started the reading thing. I have some books from the library right now. This is one I hear is a good one. I don't Why know. we sleep. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it's such a good one. I think Bill Gates like decided to make like a curriculum out of it. I don't think it was Bill Gates, but it was like, <laughs> I felt like it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting book, but like, I usually, usually in general, I don't like, I, I read nonfiction, um, mm -hmm. but I, I usually read like books, like the book you would, the, the, the book you said, Brian Weiss, uh, I would read that. I would read something like that. Cause I'm all about life improvement and and optimization and growth. And it's, I come, the reason why I say this is so myronic is the fact that I had such a fixed mindset. I read Grit this past year also. And if you're familiar with Angela Duckworth's, uh, like what she, what she talks about in Grit is that she talks about that people are of either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Hmm. Now there are people who, uh, you, and the, some people might think that it's not possible to to work, to move from the fix to the growth. But I would say it is when I was oh, young. Oh, absolutely. I think anybody could. But you, you never would have thought of it. And I don't, it didn't come, came to me extraordinarily naturally. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was a very fixed mindset kid. I was very focused on academic achievement over anything else as a younger child. And I didn't learn for the sake of learning. I learned for the sake of getting that grade and then getting that A. And I remember even when I got a B in like in sociology or something in college, like I would, I disputed that grade. I was like, <laughs> that's the type of person I am. I was so pissed because I was like, I, was so, I don't even remember what it was, but I was, I was also, I was, I, I was actually during my depression, the first, the first depression that I had. Did you grow up in New York also? No, I grew up in Florida, but I was in college. This was in Columbia University. So. Oh, okay. You went to Columbia. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, of course I figured, why not? <laughs> I, I got one of my, my professors removed from his post uh, as a result of several other, whatever he was, but I don't know, I don't know if he even I think uh, I think Dr. Brian Weiss actually went to Columbia. My oh, yeah. memory serves me right, yeah. Well, he wasn't there when I was there. No, probably. no, no, but it's, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that book, but. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. So I, I, I was very, like, I, I started really kind of focusing, um, like I, I talked about the fix versus the growth. So going back to that, um, I was extraordinarily focused on like that, that growth, uh, fixed mindset. Like, and then when I graduated from college, um, I was a systems administrator. I didn't think there was anything, there was going to be any growth for me at all. And then I became like this, this heavy hitter in the, in the search, search, search and marketing, search engine marketing and the social media marketing world. And I was like, quite an influencer in 2007, 2005, 2006, 2007. Wow. And I was doing so well for myself that I was like, yeah, right. I'm going to do, I don't, I would never want to learn again, you know? <laughs> and then this whole thing happened and I started wanting to read and just become better. And I don't know, I don't know how it, where it clicked that I just felt like I wanted to learn and learn and learn, but I realized it's, it's not because I want to hit a salary ceiling. It's because I want to just become a better version of myself. And yeah. again, I know I like, I can't, if, if anyone sa says to me, how do you, just, how do you do it? It's not a matter of having, well, you do need to have the mindset, but it's not a matter. Like it's maybe about putting things into practice first versus having the mindset because reading for me, I just said, I want to read every single day. It, usually it's about reading a chapter. Mm -hmm. Then it's about reading or sometimes, but sometimes I can't always do that. So sometimes it's about reading a page. Right. Um, I also think that finding the right authors that kind of compel you to become fo focused on that growth could help. Like Robin Sharma, he's mm -hmm. an amazing, amazing writer. And I basically read all of his books and I own most of them. Um, he's, he's extraordinarily empowering. It's like he, like one of his most recent books, it's like the CEO who didn't have a title. 
because it's about like, everybody's a CEO of their own lives and their own destinies. And I started to see that. And then there was another thing like he, he writes about like the monk who had a Ferrari um, or, oh, sorry, the monk who sold his Ferrari because you know, like you're, you're, some people are chasing these riches and how about just being happy with what you have? And right. like, it's, it shifts your mindset um, in a way that like made me feel better and uh, like less stressed for, for these things and that I've been doing in life. And I'm like, you know, let me just learn and learn and learn. So that it's all ironic because <laughs> I never had any expectation whatsoever that number one, I would be doing something in perfume and I let me get into what happens next. And number two, I never would have expected to have this desire to like, let me learn. Like, that's what I'm doing. Sometimes, why am I not at Azula? Sometimes it's just because I'm <laughs> sitting there and I'm soaking up material online. That's yeah. Honestly, I do bingo at like 11 o'clock at night. Well, sorry, no, not after midnight because every day you have to get your daily goal. I'm in 813 days and counting like every single day. I have a streak. And wow. That, that's, that's my, that's, that's my objective, you know, and I am very extraordinarily focused on just keeping myself happier myself like I feel like I'm soaking things in and then people if I if I can do that then you know I, and I don't do it because I need the external approval but I, be, I become a better person and mm -hmm. happier person and a, a better mother and a happy like a better wife yeah so all those things come together because I'm just you know there's happiness that comes with it well I just um, I love your I love how this how your story I mean yeah it's like it's it's so inspiring but it's also when we look at what are the freaking odds you know, exactly. you, like, it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. I would take it. You didn't have any other perfume besides this one that what you won. I had right? a few. Oh, I you had, had a few. It's okay. The same brand. It's all from the, like, yeah, they're all stuff that I won at the same time. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Like, but I mean, contest, but yeah, but this I one in particular did something. But yeah. I understand like, you know, like when you're in that depression and like, I mean, I know that's through. I was in survival mode because I was still working. So I would have to put on a happy face. And then, you know, like just, I, I know when I was in it, if I couldn't even think one minute ahead or one minute behind me, like I had to yeah. keep myself so, so present. So I just stayed in that constant survival mode because if I thought anything out of it, oh God, that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. And at times it was really, really bad. So, you know, I didn't get to, I, I, I can't even imagine if I was allowed to stay in that, that, in that state. I, I wouldn't be here most likely. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand when you get into that, that level, it's just, you know, but the fact that you were able to pull yourself out of it, but the fact that you were able to pull yourself out from this perfume that you won from this mommy blog i mean it's just amazing so yeah so, so i got excited I, I i got excited and i started like deciding i'm gonna start uh like i, I bought I, it's for the mommy bloggers you know obviously they want to get you to buy the product so the next thing i did was buy like the entire their entire <laughs> line that was my next step so it finally happened it was six years after the fact but mm -hmm. <laughs> i finally supported them Oh, uh, <laughs> so then how did you move into the perfume that you've, uh, when did you launch it? Cause it seems like okay. it's pretty new. Yeah. So that happened in 2018. Okay. Um, and I really was uh, like, that was probably let's say like September, 2018 was when I really started like going on to, to, you know, going to Sephora and having, trying to figure out that I wanted to do something with perfume. The next thing I did was buy like perfume. Like I said, I bought that entire line out, but mm -hmm. I knew that some of them were discontinued. So I started looking on eBay mm -hmm. and it was a really funny story. I met, this is, uh, this is also sort of ironic is I met um, this person online and I bought from this, I bought from this person and I realized like a month later I was inventorying my stuff and I realized she hadn't shipped. So I reached out to her and I said, what's up? She's like, I'm so sorry. My husband's best friend died. I, oh. whatever. And, and then I, you know, she, she was talking about how she experienced a loss. And I said, oh, I just experienced some significant loss and perfume is saving me. And we were, we started like becoming like friendly through yeah. like, the fact that she didn't fulfill an eBay order. <laughs> you were meant to have that conversation. It, we were meant to have that conversation. So I started talking to her. We started like, 
we started communicating off eBay and for a while she was like helping me in the beginning of the launch and she ended up like I've met her uh face to face she lives she actually lives in Manhattan and I'm in like Westchester County right outside Manhattan so we met um before COVID times and you know we we, we've been communicating um you know for the last few like a year and a half but I told her like I wanted her to get involved with my perfume adventure and she like so like I said she did for a while we, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. What Was I going to do something like potentially subscription-based or whatever? And I felt like the easiest thing to start up is to um, start basically creating two fragrances based on the experiences that I've had of sniffing all the things. And I, when I said I, you know, I went to Sephora, I also took advantage of like the free cycles of the community. Mm-hmm. So I asked a bunch of people. I bought lots of lots on eBay. So for example, there was somebody who was selling like 825 different like perfume scents and like three, four to 500 of them were like vials. So like I bought a bunch of like little vials and just to get an idea um, of what I liked. And I I got, I got, you know, like I said before, every single time I try something new, I typically liked it except for a few things that I really didn't like and whatever that just, that's just body chemistry, if you will, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, Fast forward to uh, a couple of months later, and I had an idea of like, here's some scent profiles that I think would be really pretty. And I went online and I asked somebody can, like, I'm not gonna do it myself because I have zero patience. And number two is like, it would take like 10 years to kind of like, you know, be a, it's like basically it's an art and a science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want, if you want to commission a painting, you don't learn how to paint. Right. <laughs> you, you, you hire the guy who's going to do it for you and have it done. So I reached out to somebody on a community online, and I said, "I'm just looking for somebody who can be my perfumer based on some set profiles." And I found some. The guy like is the like admin of the group, and he said, "Listen, I'm happy to talk to you." And we had a conversation. A few days later, you know, I told him this is what I wanted. And that was like, this is the end of, this is the beginning of 2019 and the brand was born. And wow. so I commissioned, I commissioned the, um, the creation of two, two fragrances. Oh, if I, if I, I actually have the bottles like literally right next to me. I love how the bottles, I mean, yeah. Quirky and intense, intense right? Those are the yeah, two yeah. names me, of them. I'm going to have to hold yeah, up. Please, me. Please. I'm going to have to fall out of here. <laughs> Oh, there she goes. <laughs> she knows, I'm still here. I'm still here. It's literally so. I love it. In fact, I have to. I'm, I'm assembling them as they're being ordered. So I have. Wow. Go here, and da-da-da-da, you get to see this in in action. I don't have this. So here's my sticker. Oh my god! How cool. <laughs> yeah. So I feel so honored to be seen because I just I when. I remember we met. Oh my God, that's so cool. There's Quirky. <laughs> this is Quirky. So I, I, so that that was and this the beginning of 2019, and um, I, it, it was it, it all finalized. Quirky was finalized, I would say, at the end of the summer last year, mm-hmm. and Intense was a little too intense. Um, so we had to water it down a little bit, and okay. that actually happens probably a year later. Um, oh wow! I, I did a, I did a crowdfunding campaign in in May of this year and uh, started fulfilling. Actually, I picked up the reason why this is like literally right in front of me is because <laughs> the bottles were just like, uh, I had the, the, the concentrate comes from, a, you know, my perfume guy, it's mm-hmm. delivered to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's mixed with the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Then I had to pick it up. And so we picked it up from the, from like a warehouse in the city. Uh, the bottles were ordered, I think they're like European bottles. It's a wooden cap here. So that, oh, this is, wow. This, I love this wooden cap. I oh, know. I totally see it. Oh my God. Yeah. Picture. It's supposed to be really high, like, and stuff. It's no, you can, you can tell just even by the picture. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, that b- bottle is, yeah, it's very this high some, end. This is, this is supposed to communicate the value prop of what, we're, what we have going on. If I could share a box, you know what? I'm going to get the box too. Okay. I have to go. I have to walk away for this one. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> 
I love how we how we, we how we appear and disappear on our virtual screens. <laughs> oh well, you know you could see. So I you could you can't see it anymore, but like there's boxes behind me. That's the reason why I've hit it. Yeah, it, it actually is relatively cleaner than it was yesterday. I went to the post office and I delivered 80 boxes or something like that. Oh my goodness. So this is the this is what they look like with the whole thing and I know I love your I, I love your branding like okay this, this is the why I did it oh so I'll give you the little story here yeah um, I'm not going to read it out loud but the whole idea of the this is number one it's long lasting mm -hmm. number two it is um it is it's all about mindfulness so it's you know it's not besides the bio that you gave me it's about accepting who you are and we all are imperfect and the, hence the names intense and quirky and we'll see what happens next. But um, these are supposed to, it's supposed to also be like an exercise in mindfulness. And what I, what I mean by that is that when you put it on, mm -hmm. I'd like to say, come put it on with like really thoughts of like health, wealth, happiness, success. And like, that's where, that's where this whole associate your scent with your memory thing potentially right. can come in. So you put it on with this, with good vibes. And then what you need to do is revisit that scent throughout the day. You know, otherwise you're, you're, most people forget it as there. We all get anosmic, if you will. And that's actually the word when you lose your sense of, like you forget that it's there. Mm. But if you come back to it, it'll come back to you as well. Yeah. And when you do that, I like to think that you can bring that, that mindset of health, wealth, happiness, success back into your mind. And it like, it, it's like an anchor to the present. It's a mindfulness play. That's awesome. So, so for me, this isn't, like I said earlier, I don't actually respond well to the seductive and to the, you know, sexual, sexualized marketing of perfume. Yeah. I respond to feel, doing it because it smells good and it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. So why the heck don't they do that? So perf this is my brand and it's supposed to basically reinvent, it's, you know, perfume's been around since like commercially, I think since like the, the 1920s. We're like the, I don't want to say it's the hundred year anniversary. I have never actually, I've been trying to find the proof that says in the hundred year anniversary, let's change perfumes mind and how, it's, <laughs> how it's marketed. But I like to think that, you know, we're about a hundred years in and it's about time we start seeing it a different way. Absolutely. Oh, and, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's also unisex, right? It's, it's unisex. Unis so it's literally for everybody. Not everybody thinks about it that way because they hear the word perfume. So I say, I call it personal fragrance. Personal fragrance. Okay. But it is, yeah. I mean, one of them is more of an EDT, Ed Toilette. Okay. Because it was just too intense, if you will. That's the intense <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, they are, it actually doesn't even say it on, say on it. So it helps. <laughs> yeah. Keep well, myself out of the dark. That is so awesome. And so, I mean, to have this story and this creation from the depths of your absolute despair to now have all this hope and, and beauty from the inside, you know, not looking at it from the external, but finding the beauty and the happiness and the joy. And I mean, cause smell it, I mean, smell does have us remember, you know, be reminded of things. And, but if we can remind ourselves of just who we are and being happy and like you said, bringing all those, um, uh, those positive thoughts from just smelling like, oh my God, you really are yeah. revolutionizing I'm trying, but it's super, that is, super hard. Well, I need, I need I need Jeff to be my my advocate here. He needs to. He has a he has he has the access. He has the voice. No, oh, not, it's everybody. I think every and that's it's just funny because like I'm trying to penetrate the tech world and perfume, like you know, like because yeah. I have that association. Right. I'm not trying to reach your your average beauty person. I'm not the average beauty person. I don't own, I don't wear makeup. I don't, like I said, I don't own a, own a pair of heels. I'm not that, I'm not trying to change. I'm not trying to penetrate that world. I don't consider that my competitive set. I consider Headspace and Calm my competitive set because you can put this on, go like this and there's your mindfulness play without having to spend 10 minutes of sitting on Calm and wait, wondering if something even happened when you meditate. <laughs> You know? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the essential oils that people put on, but usually those essential oils are like, they're really, they forget. yeah, yeah, then, they're and, gone, they're gone in five minutes. Exactly, exactly. So, well, this has just been so much fun to hear how your story, I mean, 
wow, what a story. And at some point I'll be like, hey, tomorrow I want to come back. And <laughs> oh, baby, <laughs> I want to come back. We had to make sure that it blows up so much that I have lots to say. Yeah, no. So so what was the official date that it was launched? Do you have the so actual... the what do we what do you consider an official date of launch? Like like when you knew, like you're like, okay, it is out there, like this is my day that it, you know, like sometimes well, we can memorialize a specific day and be like that. I don't know. You don't so have that September of 2018 was when I decided I was gonna do this. Okay. November was when my brother-in-law said at Thanksgiving dinner, you need to call it tomorrow. Oh, okay. And I have this too, by the way. I didn't share this, but. Oh, you got a little, little COVID mask. That's awesome. So my kids needed to wear masks to school. And I said, I'm going to have them wear my mask because number one, I hate them losing things. And if if anyone lost it, they would be there. They would know where it was. That's that's actually not the real reason. The reason, the the real reason was, you know, but they could be my little mini marketers. (laughs) So. That's, well, that's I, I will be happy to share whatever I can for on like, I just think that what you're doing is just so absolutely yeah, incredible. I want, so this is, it's so minimal, minimally friction. And, and, you know, the thing is that you could do this with your own scent and use scent to anchor yourself in the presence. But the reason why I say that, you know, the Tamar scent is different is because I do not, I did not create fragrances that are mainstream. Mm-hmm. I created things that are that's why it took so long to iterate upon is because it is a hundred percent based on um it they're a hundred percent based on here's something i wanted let's put it together and then we iterated like for example this quirky the way quirky it's a pear and patchouli the first time i got it it was a little too heavy on the patchouli and a little less heavy on the pear i felt that that might be a little too polarizing to some people who don't necessarily like patchouli and like pear because pear is a little more of a common set fragrance so right right we we upped the pear and we downed the patchouli okay that's iterative um the intense was just very very strong and i i went to grand central and i we pulled a bunch of people in the 42nd street area Mm -hmm. uh in manhattan and they some people were like it smells like our doctor's office (laughs) okay (laughs) we need to do something about that so like, you know, I took feedback in order to improve it. But yes, it, the fact is that it had to, sm- it, it wasn't supposed to smell like anything that reminds you of anything. It's, you're basically creating new memories here and associating those memories with new thoughts and then bringing that to your, and in, in, in inherently in breathe, like breathing it in, scent, smelling it and, you know, inhaling that, looking for the word, but I can't find it. No, that's awesome. And I know you can go to tamar.com and that's where people can go and order, can purchase yep. it and order it. Awesome. And is there any other ways for people to connect with you? Um, there we go. Yeah, tamar.com. And there's the, and just in case anyone wants to know about the type of fragrances, uh, they're paraben free, phthalate free, 100% vegan, and not tested on animals. Yay, that's awesome. Yeah. It's the right. It's it's socially conscious, if you will. Uh, where can people find Tamar? So they can find me on Tamar.com. Um, you can. I get very vulnerable with the story on Instagram. Tamar Essences. Uh, I also on, you know, Facebook, it's Tamar T it's, uh, well, yeah, it's T-A-M-A-R, mm-hmm. uh, and period. So it's uppercase. That's, that's the page name, but it's facebook.com slash Tamar Essences. Um, and if you want to follow me, myself and I, I'm Tamar <laughs> on Twitter, uh, and Tamar Weinberg and all the things and, yeah. and Instagram. I have Tamar on Instagram. People want to buy it every day. People want to hack it every day. <laughs> well, definitely want to have you back in the future. In the future, I'm also going to be having um, a guest that I've had and have them as a guest co-host because I like I like when people get to have that surprise factor. So who knows? Maybe I'll surprise you with a guest in the future that you know we kind of both know. And you know, I mean, who knows? Well, I don't know where it's going to go. I will but do it. I I know. I feel like. I really truly feel there was some um, divine myronine going on here in the sense of like your story is just, your story is such an inspiration. I just love it. And thank you, thank you. Know, you. So thank you so much for, for uh, sharing your incredible story, how you went from tech to sense S-E-E-N-T-S. <laughs> yep. You know, you're incredible. I mean, you said it's 
personal sense, right? Is that what you said? Instead of um, perfume, personal fragrance. Personal fragrance. Okay, so your personal fragrances, and we're gonna look at quirky and intense, and can't wait to see how you revolutionize the yeah. and, this industry. That's absolutely and amazing. Like Thank you. And I'd like to think that this is just the beginning too. Oh. Since the beginning. I, I'm, this is not, it's, it's, I want to get bigger. I do yeah. not have to get big to reinvest in that. So we're working on it. Well, that is we'll awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. And uh, to everyone, that's my Ernie. I'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>